This episode of the All That To Say podcast is sponsored in part by my amazing Patreon patrons. When you become a monthly patron through Patreon, you'll know that you are helping spread the hope and healing of God to more and more women who need his help. And you're able to choose from 10 levels of sponsorship, all with cool thank you gifts, starting as low as $1 per month. Check out patreon.com slash Elizabeth Klein. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Elizabeth Klein. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the All That to Say podcast. Around here, we talk about the hard stuff because I've been through a lot of it and so have you. And therapy has been a monumental part of my coping and my healing since I was in my early 20s. Well, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time, schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash all that to say. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all that to say. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that God wants us helping each other and wants us to be creative in how we solve our problems. Okay, so today I thought it would be kind of fun to share with you um, some of the things that I have shared with one-on-one clients that I don't typically post online, um, where I preface it with something like, okay, so this is super unprofessional, or this is unorthodox, or a therapist maybe wouldn't tell you this, or, but this is what worked for me, or I learned this the hard way. So this is going to be fun. And this is just going to be me riffing and it's going to be all over the place. So buckle up. Um, okay. So I want to start us off with Matthew 10, 16, um, where Jesus says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves, or I've heard it put, it's another, um, translation is wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Okay. So all of these are relationshipy uh, tips slash advice. Um, 
And it's either things that someone told me, um, either a, a counselor or um, heard in recovery or through Al-Anon, one of my daily readers, that kind of a thing. Um, one was a funny story of how I found it, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But these are all things that aren't necessarily like in, you know, the standard textbook um, of how to navigate some sticky wicket relationship stuff. So, okay. Um, let's say you are in a relationship where there is conflict and um, where I found myself in my first marriage, there was a point finally, oh my gosh, somewhere in the 12 to 15 year range where I realized I need to work on my anger. I yell all the time. And so I went to this counselor specifically to work on my anger and we were kind of talking it through. Um, and I shared, okay. So once she kind of said to me, you know, you can actually, um, leave, you can walk away, um, from the conflict. You can actually legitimately walk out of a room. So that's like the first one you are allowed to walk away. Um, I mean, you don't need to be a jerk about it, but you can walk away. And the reason she was telling me that was because I was finding that this many years in, we were so entrenched in the way that we did conflict that, I mean, it was like almost inevitable that I would lose my mind. And I was so desperately trying with the Lord to rein in my anger and my temper and not sin in my anger and not yell and not say things that I would regret. And I remember this very specific time, and I was sharing this with this specific counselor where um, we were outside. We were, the topic was pretty important. I can remember the topic. I can remember where we were standing and um, it was heated and I was about to lose it. And I, she kind of like gave me a script and she said, you know, like be vulnerable, say, I mean, not too vulnerable, but be vulnerable. And so I said, listen, I can tell I am losing my temper. I am so, um, I'm so frustrated and I'm really, really working on not yelling. And can we like circle back in 10 minutes? I'm sure you've heard this kind of tip before. And sometimes it works great it was not a good fit for our relational dynamic because what was said back to me, these two things. Oh, so you can't have an adult conversation. I see. Which as you can imagine, drove me further out of my mind. Um, and I said, no, 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 I, I can. I just, I'm really trying to get better at this. And I can tell that I'm, I'm so worked up and I just want to go calm down. And um, the next response was, that's fine. Um, but if you walk away now, this conversation is over and we are not revisiting this topic. He knew how important it was for me to talk about it. And I took my chance in this specific situation and I literally ran away. I, I ran away from him. I felt like, what is it? Uh, 
uh, was it Joseph with when Potiphar's wife was um, that he like ran away and you know his coat was left behind. I was like that. I'm like I I can't because I'm try in that moment I had to decide my sanity or this conversation and I chose my sanity. So number one, you can legit leave a room or walk away or run away, especially if you are trying to work on your anger and you are finding yourself in a situation where you are just going over and over and just repeating the same patterns. What she, so I brought that all back to her and I'm like, well, that kind of didn't work. So what else you got? This is the thing that she said. (laughs) She said, no man, at least in her experience, when she had told a client to do this, no man had ever questioned this sentence. Ready? I just got my period and I have to go to the bathroom. Now, if you're in menopause, you might just need to say, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, But I'm telling you, I used it. And bless his heart for not doing the math that the amount I was using it probably meant I was having my period like every day. Um, But yeah, here's what she said. Okay, is it a white lie? Sure. But the point of it would be, it can be so jarring because it's so not of the topic um, that right there, it like disrupts the pattern. Um, and then do go to the bathroom. Do take those deep breaths. Do take a sip of water. Do pray and return. Um, but even that can diffuse. Um and like I said, it's so jarring for, they're never going to question it. So, okay. So yeah, just, yeah. It, it was, it, I think the first time I did it, I yelled, I have my period or just something ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, another thing again, jumping all over the place. Um, if you are in, uh, have some kind of relationship where you need to see somebody, but you don't maybe it's hard for you to see that person or it's obligatory or whatever. And you can't just stop seeing the person. Um, something that can work is to have a silent boundary of another place to go. Um, many years ago, I, um, golly, 15 plus years ago, I would meet with someone and the, um, our get togethers would be like three hours and it was rough. A, I'm an introvert and B, it was so negative and it would suck the life out of me. I would drive home crying. And so I finally was like, I can't, you know, I need to keep doing this, but I cannot do three hours. So I backed up the start time so that I had to leave at a certain time to, I think it was to pick my kids up from school. And so I cut the three hours into one and a half and I was able to then make it. So for what that's worth. Um, Okay. What's next? Um, (laughs) Okay. This is probably, so uh, let's say you're in a relationship where there's an addiction. Um, Al-Anon talks about having a plan B. And this can be, you can use this in a number of different ways. Um, but let's just say for instance, uh, your spouse is an alcoholic. Um, and so 
a plan B would be something like if you, uh, it, it will require not being um, a, a huge control freak, which I am, and I was even more so back then. So Al-Anon was like, part of what Al-Anon did for me was, it was control freak recovery. Um, so I would sometimes have to like kind of assess the situation and decide, okay, we need to take two cars so that I or I and the kids can leave when we're ready to leave and I know we'll be safe. Or let's say, um, this doesn't even have to do with drinking. Say you have a friend who flakes out on you a lot, cancels a lot, but there's, you know, but you still make plans with the person because you love the person. But say you make plans for like a, a I don't know, a Friday night and the person cancels. Instead of just being frustrated and resentful and staying home that night, um, maybe ask another friend, say, you know, is there, you know, I have this such and such thing set with, I don't know, my spouse or this person. Um, if they last minute can't go, would you like to go with me or would you like to go out with me instead? Okay. Plan B, hugely important. Um, I'm jumping all over the map. I should have put them in some kind of order. Um, okay. If you are in a difficult marriage, if you are in a abusive marriage, I probably should be more specific. And youth, um, and there is, okay, first of all, all abuse tends to simply increase with time if left unchecked. So just keep that in mind. Um, but if there, if there's physical violence or you think that it's escalating to that, or there might be, or if there is an addiction and things are really chaotic, something that they suggest to do in Al-Anon is to leave an extra like set of keys, a little bit of cash, and maybe like a small bag with, you know, some clothes and toiletries for you. And if you have kids for your kids, um, stash it somewhere that if in a really chaotic moment and you are afraid to not take any chances and to be able to go straight to that, you know, say place in the back of your closet and you have just one thing that you have to swoop up because if you are sitting there trying to figure out where are my keys, I have no money. Um, my kids have school tomorrow and they're going to need clothes in those moments when it's chaos, it will just get worse and you will not be able to think straight. I'm a little bit speaking from experience. So it's uh, the thing that can be weird about this one is that can feel, um, sneaky. That why, that's why it kind of falls under what I would consider, you know, maybe not <laughs> the most professional advice, but you know what? It's not sneaky. It's taking care of you and it's taking care of your kids. Okay. Um, let's talk about like some divorce, probably kind of divorce ish things. This one, I guess could go for anything. Um, this one, and you want to use this one very carefully. Don't let this be the kind of motto that like runs your life, but a time or two, I have been known to say to a client, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. 
I will give you a very clear example so that you know that this is not something I mean, like I do not mean spending a thousand dollars at the outlet mall and then asking for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. So I'm talking about, um, there had come a point when I was informed that I needed to ask ahead of time for permission to take our children to the doctor or urgent care. That like in the moment, I did not have the permission or agency as a grown woman and as their mother to determine if medical treatment is what they needed. And um, I bristled at that, as you might imagine. Um, That was not okay with me. And I was still a little bit in the place of not knowing what was going on in my marriage. It hadn't been like, quote unquote, diagnosed. So it felt very wrong. Um, I was constantly questioning my judgment left and right all the time. What was normal? Um, what was okay? What was not okay for me to tolerate? All of that jazz. So in one specific instant, I remember my son um, falling from the monkey bars at a playground and walking care was like, I could see it from where we were. And I reached for my cell phone to call to ask for permission to take him. And okay, see, this has been a while and the details are foggy now that I think about it. One of two things happened. I was either told no and I went anyway, or I think I stopped myself from calling and asking. I legitimately do not remember which way, but I took my son to the doctor and um, he did have a sprain. He did get a splint and a little sling. Um, And so again, with the white lie, I had to say it happened so fast and urgent care was right there. I'm sorry I didn't call. I made the best choice that I felt for our son. Um, And he was pissed, but oh well, I would do it again. So again, more serious things, not um, just so you can get away with something. Um, Okay, another thing. So that could be in marriage, not in marriage. Okay, so these things are probably a little bit more like divorcee. One thing that I noticed during my separation is that I was sending emails, a lot of emails, asking about things about the house. Can I get this looked at? Such and such is making noises, etc. And the answer was almost always no. And it was like, I'll come by and look at it. Well, at the time, I there was like an order of protection. So no. Um, and so what I started to realize was, again, I was a grown up and I thankfully still had access to our joint account, which I did not take advantage of, but I was the one living in the home 
And if a water whatever was making a weird sound, I was allowed to hire someone or ask someone to come and look at it. Um, so that also might fall under better to ask um, some, that was probably an, I'm sorry, but I still did it anyway. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is I realized that I was sending emails that didn't need to be sent. If that makes sense. Um, like, do you really need to talk to that man about that certain thing? Honestly, a part of it could be, and this is speaking from experience, how used to chaos we are and drama and conflict that sometimes we're just stirring the pot to stir the pot. Um, but I'm telling you, the less drama and chaos, the better, even if it's uncomfortable at first. So where I finally got to it was um, at some point in the separation and divorce process of a couple of years, only if it were kid related and only if it were ridiculously important. Um, otherwise I stopped asking questions because not only would it be a no, it would be a very drawn out. No, it would be like a on purpose. I would like, he wouldn't respond for days just to screw me over. And then I'd be hanging there waiting on his answer to make a decision. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a grown up. Okay. Um, Okay. So these, along the same lines of communication, specifically with uh, like a, an estranged husband and or, <clears throat> excuse me, divorced husband. Hmm. That'd be an ex-husband. That's what we call it in the biz. Okay. Number one, you are allowed to let your phone go to voicemail. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> <clears throat> but you are, I'm giving you permission. This doesn't even have to be regarding, um, husbands or ex-husbands. You can always let your phone go to voicemail. Um, the phone, the phone is there to serve you. Um, and then when you listen to the voicemail, you get to choose if you're going to respond or not or how. <clears throat> Sorry, you don't need to respond in the same way that you are communicated to. So for instance, um, place where I got was only emails and texts. I would save voicemails and I would respond with emails and texts. And I would keep screenshots of texts and I would keep emails um, so that I would have a record of things either that I was, you know, kind of promised or unkind things were said. Um, yeah. Another thing, this is super unprofessional. Um, but for a while there, I changed the ringtone, um, his ringtone. I'm not going to say what it was. I'm not even going to try to describe it. But the reason that I did it was so that when it came through, um, I could just kind of have a little bit of a heads up that it was someone different because you know how we get like, um, little, what do they call it? Like little a jolt of adrenaline or something when a text comes in. Um, 
I didn't want to think it was a friend and run over to my phone and see that it wasn't. So I wanted that differentiated. I think now you can even, I would bet, I mean, this was 10, 12 years ago, but I would bet you could probably even like have, you know, certain numbers silenced if you need to. So you never see it. And it's only when you pick up the phone and see it. Um, you are allowed to determine how and when you respond to someone else's correspondence or them getting back with you, believe it or not, you get to decide. Um, okay. This hands down is in my top two, um, most unprofessional things I've ever shared with a client. Um, slide aisle. If you don't know what slide aisle is and you are, <laughs> you are separated or divorced and it's contentious, Girl, okay, first of all, I will put the slide dial phone number in the show notes. Um, I only saw this. I only happened to see this by, I was up in the middle of the night watching a rerun of some ridiculous sitcom and they talked about it. It was called something else on there, but I, the way that they talked about it, I'm like, that is brilliant. And I Googled it and it was a real thing. S-L-Y-D-I-A-L. Now, apparently they have an app now. I got this 10 or 12 years ago. There are different plans you could pay for, but the number I'm going to give you is a free number. And if you haven't heard of it, this is how it works. You dial the slide dial phone number. It will talk you through a couple prompts and then you dial the number of the person you want to communicate with. It will go directly to their voicemail. And then you leave the message that you need to leave because sometimes you just need or want to say the thing and you do not want to talk to, especially if it's really difficult, you don't want to talk to the person, um, but you want to say what you need to say, or you need to say it fast or whatever slide dial. I'm telling you that <laughs> the number of arguments that slide dial more than likely saved me innumerable. Okay. Um, Another thing, if you are furious with someone, it could be husband, estranged husband, ex-husband, anybody actually, I want to encourage you to write out that email or that text, but then do not send it to that person that you're furious with. Send it either to yourself, to your mentor, to your therapist, to your coach, your best friend, um, but get it out of you. Okay. Here is the last thing that I'm going to share. I said this to someone, um, one of my coaching clients recently, it might've been the first time I ever said it. And we kind of had a laugh about it because it's sort of the opposite of what I don't want to say. It's the opposite of scripture. Oh, it's maybe a little bit the opposite of scripture, but it's, um, <laughs> but, but it's, it's for a purpose. Um, okay. This specific person um, was in a dysfunctional relationship with her estranged husband. I believe they weren't divorced yet. He treated her like, <laughs> he treated her very, very poorly. I was mad on her behalf. And she still very much loved him and would kind of go back for more, which we do. I did. So no judgment. 
So here's what I told her to try. Um, I suggested that she make a list of all of his bad qualities, all of the mean things he had said to her, all of the mean things he had done to her. Now, okay, so, you know, in Corinthians, it talks about do not keep a record of wrongs. I am literally saying to make a record of wrongs. I know it's not great. I'm not saying like read it every day for the rest of your life and stay in bitter land. In fact, I would ask the Lord to like sort of protect your heart and mind and think of it sort of like um, as if you're an investigative journalist, as if you're a social worker and you're looking at like from the outside in, you're looking at someone else's life. But I want you to make a list of all the bad things and then if the person comes to mind and you're feeling those warm and fuzzy feelings and you need a little jolt of reality, then you pull that list out. I'm not saying to, you know, stay in a place of unforgiveness. That's not what I mean. This is simply to sort of like, um, it's almost like deprogramming to get you back to the place of, oh, that's right. He treats me horribly and he has for a while and that has not changed and it's not going to change barring a miracle. So this is more than likely my future would be all the stuff from the past. Um, and then, okay, this makes it a little bit better. Then maybe jot down some verses of who God says you are um, and remind yourself of the good. I feel much better leaving you guys on that note. Okay. <laughs> so, so those are my, as best as I can, you know, drum up my most unprofessional advice relationally. You're welcome. Okay. I'll post a link in the show notes to the, for like the slide dial phone number, a couple of my courses, marriage methods, heartbreak to hope, decision time, relationships, 201, things like that. As always, my loves, my sweet listeners, if this episode or any of the all that say podcast has encouraged you or given you a new idea, um, or helped you, you know, change even one teeny tiny thing in your life, Oh my gosh. Would you let me know? Would you, um, you could do that a few ways. You could email me about it and let me know. You can rate it. I think you just need to click on a, some stars. You can write a little review that will take like 10 seconds. You could subscribe to it or follow it so that you get it all the time. You could share it with a girlfriend. If you shared it on Facebook, oh my lands, that would mean the world to me because I just want to help as many women, um, to become stronger spiritually and emotionally and relationally as I possibly can. And you are the absolute key to doing that. So thank you to any of you who've done any of those things. So sweet ones. All that to say, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.